if something has meaning to me, but this grown-up thing that's feeding me, that seems to be the one in charge here, is telling me that I'm wrong, I kind of develop a fear of what that is, and I listen to others. I listen, you know, to other people and approve and get their approval. So I think we 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 had it. I think we come with it. Like some people are really close to animals when they're little, and why? Like why are you so close to animals when the the other kid doesn't seem to care? It's like there's something that we come with that somehow I think gets yanked out of us. All right, everyone, welcome to Heal Thyself. I have a special show for you because Sophie Sheesh is one of the most fantastic interviews I've had. And, and I mean that, like, you know, I say this all the time and I think so highly of my guests, but certain people are so connected and engaging that you know when like someone's just talking and you're just so engaged with them and you don't even know what they're saying, but they're just so in that energy? Well, the gift is you're going to feel that energy coming from her and she's going to give you a lot of real important gems. So many people say, hey, Dr. G, how do I connect to my sense of purpose? And it's really important to understand that you can connect to your sense of purpose and there's ways to find this out. Now, Sophie's job as an author, entrepreneur, and speaker is to teach people how to connect to sense of purpose. And this is what you're going to learn today. If you feel out of your purpose, out of alignment, in a job that you do not like, Sophie is going to open up this door for you to see how to get in touch with your sense of purpose. Also, why so many of us are disconnected from our sense of purpose? We talk about things like fear of failure, right? Purpose. How do we know if we're somatically in our purpose? Because this is the navigation system that we need, the compass that we need. If we're connected to our bodies, we know when we're in our purpose. But she's going to tell us how. What does it feel like when you're out of your purpose? What happens in your life? What happens in your body? How do we stray away from our purpose as we get older? Do we know our purpose when we're children? What happens in life that pulls us away from our purpose? What does authenticity mean in the context of children in the context of adults. How do we break generational trauma? Very, very important stuff. And learning what it is to put yourself first. So many of you are so fast to take care of everyone else but yourself. So she's going to teach us how to put ourselves first, how to value and prioritize ourselves and stop people pleasing. And one of my favorite parts of this conversation, how to increase your productivity. This is She's a productivity master wizard. She coaches high-level entrepreneurs on how to become more productive. So, so many of us are out of our purpose, but imagine when we're on our purpose and then having the tips on how to become the most productive self. This is an episode for everyone, period. You're going to love it. Sit tight, get yourself comfortable, maybe make yourself a tea, a little hot chocolate, whatever it is. And remember, anything in life, if it's not a full body yes, it is a hell no. All right, everyone, very special guest today. You know how many shows I've talked about sense of purpose? I mean, the sense of purpose in what you're doing in your life, the unfolding of your soul's purpose is of the utmost importance, right? Because you're living day to day in a job, either soul sucking or bringing you so much life and radiance. But a lot of us don't know how to get in touch with our sense of purpose. A lot of us are clouded. So guess what? I got the master ironer. We're going to iron out with Sophie <laughs> Sheesh. We're going to iron out. She's a therapist, author, entrepreneur, speaker. Uh, what am I missing? Documentary. Like you, you, you've done it all. Mm-hmm. But I know that you're really coaching some high level people out here on the most important thing, getting in touch with your purpose. Why are so many of us, and welcome to the show, why are so many of us so disconnected from our purpose? I think something happens when we get, hi, thank you for welcoming me. (laughs) Let's start there. I think a lot of us, I don't know, I was raised in France, very critical culture, very, this is wrong, don't do this. I'm not hungry, eat anyway. I'm not cold, put a sweater. There's a lot of stuff that's done onto us that kind of yanks us out of what really matters to us. And so I think we lose the conversation with ourselves. Like if something has meaning to me, but this grown up thing that's feeding me, that seems to be the one in charge here is telling me that I'm wrong. I kind of develop a fear of what that is. And I listen to others. I listen, you know, to other people and approve and get their approval. So I think we, we, we had it. I think we come with it. Like some people are really close to animals when they're little. And why? Like, why are you so close to animals when the, the other kid doesn't seem to care? It's like, there's something that we come with that somehow I think gets yanked out of us Mm. between school and parents and, you know, all sorts of outer forces. 
So mm. it's our job to like, I mean, that's one of my passion in life is to help people reconnect and relearn to trust. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them. And their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products. GHKCU and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alitura Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience a brew that's not only delicious, but it's also health focused. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well-being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health-focused principles backed by solid, scientific, research-based, rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity, and this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy, boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. What happens when we're young that veers us away from our sense of purpose. Let's say if I grew up in a vacuum with all of the all the love on the outside uh -huh. and all of the beautiful inputs, would I naturally fall into my sense of purpose? Or are there things in life, whether parentally or society, that sort of change our conditioning of what we think we should be? That's a really beautiful question. I would say yes and no. I think... You can be yanked out of your purpose by many opportunities. It could be someone in relationship with you later in life. It could be, but I think it's a, it's a raw, vulnerable nugget inside of us. And so it's a little more, like I'm more at risk of being judged and hurt if I give you something that's like the most meaningful to me than if I like, you know, whatever, I do a job. And it's like, if I get fired, who cares? If I don't get hired, who cares? You know, there's, I think people learn to not expose themselves and risk so you have people that are like these top executives guys making all this money, but then on the side, they like hustling their little passion over here yeah. that they don't think they could do 
life from. And I, I think that's where the bridge is. It's like, why do you think you either make money and do this thing that absolutely doesn't interest you, or you're doing something that's like your purpose, your passion, your life, and then it's okay if you don't make any money. I think people have disconnected these two as if they weren't to live together somehow. Like we don't deserve both. Mm -hmm. But it sounds to me then like there's that aspect of can I make money? I won't be able to sustain and live with this because I think we in society value so much of entrepreneurial endeavors and yeah. opening a new business and selling and yeah. making money versus artistry. And I think mm -hmm. that a lot of us are artistic and more artistic than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like it could be a rational argument saying, wow, I really love painting. Yeah. And I'm a really good painter. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to make a living the yeah. way that I'm used to living if yeah. I if I go and follow through with that. That's a legitimate fear, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. I mean, legitimate. There's some painters that do they leave do and well. then yeah. do do it. You know, so yeah. it's legitimate. I maybe and that, I've not thought of it this way exactly, but maybe we are meant to be like I don't I don't strive to be a gymnast in the Olympics. Like from the beginning, I wasn't like, oh, one day that's, that's mm -hmm. my dream. You know, that was never my dream. Somehow it's someone else's dream. Like where does that come from? Like, where do we, like, they have an ability physically that I don't have. And yeah. then maybe I have an ability in my psychology or in my mm -hmm. intellect, you know, that maybe it, we, we are given different gifts. And I think part of the job is to identify what that is and to start from joy. It's like, what gives you joy? Like, that's one of the places I start with people when we're exploring, like, what's, because I don't think people don't know what their purpose is. I think they've covered it up mm. with, like, all sorts of fears and rationalizations and, like, someone said and they know someone who tried and they failed. And, you know, they, people build these stories that when you unravel the things, like, well, yeah, but some people succeeded. So why don't we tell that, you know, why don't we tell ourselves that story? Right, right. So... A good barometer then you're saying is whatever, it's so funny that it's so like simple, whatever makes me yeah. feel good is my, yeah. is, is my purpose or in the field of my purpose. Yeah, there's a good chance. Right. So we got to get in tune with our bodies. When yes. I do blank. Yes. Hey, I need to stop overlooking that. Yes. And often you'll find yourself maybe five hours later and you're like, oh my God, I haven't eaten food just because you were so engaged okay. and you were so, yeah. does that, does that resonate? Right. Oh, for sure. And it could be building furniture. It could be playing with a kid. It could be, it could be all sorts of things, except as we were told all along that what we feel doesn't really matter. We've learned to be like, oh, the fact that I, like, I didn't even need to eat mm -hmm. because I was doing something that turned me on so much, mm -hmm. then that shouldn't mean anything. That, yeah. that, that seems like some, th there's a road there that's been cut off. Because I'll tell you one thing, when you're in a job that you hate, you're looking forward to those oh. breaks. Oh my God. And the minutes you sit there and it's like, oh, it's only been five minutes. Right, <laughs> you're, right, di right. you're dying. You're like a flower with no water. Yeah. Because, and, and also I wanted to write a book when I was a kid that I thought was really cool. It was like musical chairs. And because we think we're missing a chair, the music stops and all everyone's like ramble, like, you know, trying to find a chair, mm -hmm. maybe not their chair, but a chair because we were told it's missing. But what if there wasn't? And we could take our time to like, what is your, what is your chair? What is mm -hmm. your chair? I don't want to sit on your chair. Mm -hmm. I want you to sit on your chair right. and I want to sit on my own and I think life has somehow um, brought things to us that have fed the story that maybe we don't deserve and maybe we're not going to succeed so I'm afraid of even trying you know because if I don't try well then I don't I don't risk knowing that maybe I couldn't do it you know so mm -hmm. I could keep it in my family like I've known people that have been writing books for 15 years you're not writing books for 15 years. You're just not sitting your ass on a chair and actually writing the book. Right. Right. You have the story about how you wish you did and you could and you would and all that, but it's staying as this etheric because I don't risk being in pain if I don't actually write the book. Go, go see a publisher. The publisher says no. You know, you have to learn to deal with all these things that don't really happen if you do something that doesn't matter. So, so part of it I'm hearing is the pain of, of a rejection or the pain of the failure, the fear of a, of a quote unquote failure. Yeah. But, but ultimately to me, it's like you got that ball moving and that's already the, the success, right? It's yeah. like you don't need to put your painting at the mat or something, no. right? Like, no. You can have it hanging up in your dining room if you yeah. want. And yeah. that's that's more than enough of a win. You know, I think about my dad. He uh, he was in the fashion industry. Yeah. And ever since I was little, it was always fashion. And yeah. I would go to the warehouses and Ooh, I'd like hide under all the clothes yes. and play have around. Yeah, yeah, run around. And he was in the, in the field 
mm-hmm. that artistry, yeah. but he wasn't in his art. He just loves painting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now that he's just stopped working, he just paints. Yeah. And and the the expression of his mind mm-hmm. to the painting is so abstract and yeah. unique. Yeah. And it's something that like his soul was yearning probably all of his life. Yeah. But from what I understand, him growing up in Ecuador, it wasn't really not acceptable. Guy, you got to be a banker. Yeah. yeah. You need to work with yeah. money. Yeah. But but now his soul coming out, at, at, you know, in his seventies already, it's such a beautiful thing. So. It's 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 that it, he doesn't judge his paintings. He mm-hmm. just goes, oh, this one's some guy thought about this, and here's the cloud and the tree, and yeah. maybe there's a jaguar here, and maybe yeah, there's yeah. a yeah, there's yeah. a lightning ball here. Okay, there you go. And yeah. then yeah. this is it's his art, and that's essentially it's us. It's the expression that has no right or wrong. We're just on this weird barometer. So when when we're young, you're saying that we have this <clears throat> conditioning that teaches us, mm-hmm. okay. This isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. You're not the best. You're not mm-hmm. good enough. And we start suppressing that purpose, you're saying? Yeah. And also the way you're speaking of purpose is a little too tied to what am I actually doing? Mm. There's a lot of the purpose that comes from how am I actually being? Because I could be super creative. I'm an artistic person. Mm-hmm. I maybe translate it in the way I dress or maybe in the way I put words together that's really creative. Right. It's like if my purpose is to contribute to something that's more beautiful than it was than before I walked in or if I then you could do that cleaning the floors it doesn't really matter like purpose to me is not necessarily tied to what am I actually put what's my output yeah it's more about actually what's my input if anything it's like what's what's actually happening while I'm doing it that I'm enjoy mm. because you could be you could be present and doing something that brings you joy and that's your purpose and I don't care what you're actually doing mm. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. So then somatically, what are we feeling when we're doing something that is really purposeful for us? Oh, what a good question. It feels like relaxed and your chest just like breathe a little bit deeper and there's no there's no noise. It's like when I'm in my purpose, like right now, I'm like, there's nothing I'm thinking about than being with mm-hmm. you in this moment mm-hmm. because this is part of my purpose. And I can tell that it's like part of yours. And so there's this moment, you know, where you it's almost like it doesn't you don't talk about it when it's present doesn't matter right right because it's 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 like so it's like it's almost like do we talk about breathing there i mean yes because it could be also an interesting conversation but like uh, do we talk about my heart beating right. as long as it's beating and it's a fine love, i don't yeah. need to talk about it yeah i see purpose a little bit like this it's like how do i make my life so that like i went to an accountant thing on friday and how are you and she goes oh thank god it's friday mm. and i'm like ouch like where like why is your friday because you're gonna have two days of better than five days that you don't like yeah. like what a and i suggested that maybe you know sometimes you don't go to your purpose sometimes you move towards your purpose like maybe for your dad being in fashion there's a beautiful way to be a creative mm-hmm. like you're still creating something that people are wear. i mean it's still yeah. a beautiful expression maybe for him it was specifically painting yeah. but you know you can you can you can find so she looked at me like what do you mean i can go towards my like we literally had this like the deepest conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> because she said oh my god thank god it's friday and so it's little it's little thing for me i look for it so it's little ways that we can just how do i connect with myself how do i eat in a way that's yeah. on purpose that's that's a fabulous way to measure if you're on purpose. Like if I want to have energy and be joyful all afternoon, I can tell you if I eat bread and pasta and sugar, which mm-hmm. I don't touch really, but if I were to do that, my afternoon would be like, you know. Right, right. I would have ruined my purpose because my food was not aligned with what I want to feel when I walk around in life. Mm, I see what you're saying. So purpose for you is more of a life day-to-day experience yes versus like my purpose is to make candles yes even though purpose could be making candles because you might have that experience yes but so so essentially you and i speak the same language in the sense of hey you need to get into your body yeah because it's talking to you all the time yes intuitively telling you hey this is this is where you need to be this is how you need to feel yes so we're supposed to breathe we're supposed to feel very present we're supposed to feel good in our body relax yes uh, fluid, like in our yeah. bodies, and yeah. and when we're not, the opposite. We're not in our purpose. Yes, we're that we're that banker waiting for a Saturday and Sunday. Yes. Okay, and that what does that feel like when we're not in our? I mean, eventually that feels like disease. I would mm. say that's when you're. I mean, at first maybe it whispers. So maybe you trip and you almost fall, or maybe you bang your head on something, or maybe I believe that the body is crying for help. 
a bit. Like if you're spending, I mean, a job is eight hours a day, 10 hours a day. If you're doing something that you absolutely don't connect with, you don't know why you're doing it other than making money, which is something that people, I mean, I'm not dissing that. It's an important value. Yeah. But then be on purpose doing that and then be making that money. And maybe, you know, when you walk out of there, just use that money to do something towards something that means more to you. Right. Like I'm not, you know, we're not a different, like I'm, I'm an older woman, you know, when I was in my younger age, I could, maybe I did some jobs that I had to do because I wanted to, you know, make money. There's nothing wrong with that. But how do, how far am I from it? will define, I used to coach this guy who wanted to sail around the world. That was his shtick. So one day, so we're talking about how we're going to get to that. And so one day I'm like, so you, you're a good sailor, like you love sailing. He's like, oh, I've never been on a boat. I'm like, what? And she's like, I'm he's like, I've never been on a boat. And I'm like, what do you mean? You want to sail around the world? You don't even like, no. So with him, the, the, the work was go buy a book about sailing. Like go look at photos, go meet someone who has a boat, go hang out at the marina, see if someone would take you for a weekend or, yeah. you know, something along those lines. Well, a year later, he is, he didn't sail all around the world because at some point he was like, okay, I'm good with that. But he yeah. did like seven months of it yeah. where he just, when he hadn't even started. So to me, it's not even like, are you in it, but are you going towards it is already, people think it's all or nothing. Like I'm either a painter or start painting on the right. weekends, yes, like, sure. you know. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is it, the energy compounds. He, he got the sailing book. Yes. And then maybe he attracted something else yes. that has to do with sailing. Yes. And maybe he just put himself in the sailing, yes. you know, meetup in Marina yes. Del Rey or yeah. something. Yeah. So, so it, that's, it's how it like sort of unfolds for you. It, it, again, yeah, like you said, it's not a matter of like you don't have to put your paintings up anywhere. Yes. For me, I find painting makes me so happy and alive. But I like painting clothes because I like wearing what I paint. Oh. So, but, but you know, it took me so long because I was like, okay, well, I got to get all the paints. That was an excuse. And then when I got the yeah. paints, I'm like, okay, but it's not going to look too good. I got to yeah. make sure that it looks yeah. really good. I need to learn about, my God. Yeah, yeah. We make every excuse not yes. to feel good. Yes. Which is crazy. Yes. Because we're so used to feeling crappy. Yes. That's it, more familiar. Like, look at children. You give, like, they don't even need to have the paint and the thing. They'll find the thing and they'll start like... They'll find the thing. They'll find it. Yeah. They'll, yeah. Find, they'll find whatever it is to yeah. be creative and expressive. And yes. really in that feeling of that on-purposeness that you said. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I always felt on purpose because everything was yeah. joyous. Yes. Right? Everything. Nobody told you not to. Like you were just following that. And then school, wear shoes, sit over here, oh. learn this thing that you don't really care about for eight hours. Mathematics. Ring the bell, go <laughs> yeah. eat. Yeah. Like everything is made to like yank us out of, I mean, at the same time, if I'm a teacher and there's 30 kids in my classroom, yes, it's like sure. maybe I don't like have a minute to like really give everyone a chance to even experience what does it feel like. But then take it on later. You know, if it didn't happen to you as a child... Not everyone is raised on a farm, you know, we just run around and play with the mm -hmm. animals. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Because there's always, there's always now. Like right now, is there something you could be doing that would bring you a little closer? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. a beautiful way to look at it. Because maybe you don't need to sell the, your children or buy a new house or start, you know, raising goats in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But is there something that when you do it, there's this thing that gets elicited in you that's like, oh, and you know what, as you're asking, it's funny because I feel like I'm avoiding, to, I'm not on purpose, <laughs> but I feel like at the heart of it is self-love. Like you have to love yourself a little bit to be able to say, I deserve to spend yeah. time doing stuff that I care about. That starts from a place, you know, again, with food and who I spend time with or what TV I watch or what social media I spend time on. All of that, to me, stems from do I like what I feel when I'm doing this? Like, do I, when I come out of doing it, like when I walk out of here, am I going to be like, I'm even more energized than when I walked in because yeah. it feels so aligned. But I didn't start here, yeah. you know? It starts from like putting a foot, it's like almost like some people jump in the water and there they are. Like I have a cousin who since he's a brilliant like surgeon, he's actually, he's the first one who did a surgery on a fetus, like when the baby was still in the mother. Like he's, wow. he's like a... Like talk about superpower and zone yeah. of genius. You know, he, I, he's my cousin. I knew him. He was nine years old. He was talking about that stuff. And we were all like, uh, not mm. really, no. Mm. That said, he, you know, some people, they just fall into it and they know what that is. Yay. You know, mm -hmm. but if you don't, then that's okay. Just like go look for it, you know? Yeah, but again, it's, it's us. We always have that yeah. compass. There's a lot of people 
who go, you know what, I do I deserve this? Yeah. Do I no, maybe I don't deserve to be in this job. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's this is the, I don't the best deserve I could better. do. Yeah, exactly. I don't deserve so it really that's that's even the deeper root is to yeah. to really take time for yourself. I mean, I would actually challenge the audience, viewers and listeners to go, okay, like what is your level of I deserve? Do I do you think you deserve yes. that really good meal? Do yeah. you think you deserve that really good awesome leisurely activity, that job, yes. that partner, whatever it is. Yes. And then think about like what stuff makes you feel good in your body. Yes. Right? Like I, all of you know, all of you viewing and listening, you already know, I, I bet you you can name two things minimum that you do, not only every day, that make you feel so good. Yes. And how do we start integrating those things exactly. more and more and exactly. more? Exactly. And that's the most important part, right? Yes. God, like we just we've grown accustomed to not feeling good and we're yes. like this is what i deserve it's almost like more familiar to people to be like sometimes i remember being in a class and this guy was like we're going to do this other thing but make yourself comfortable and everybody started moving and shifting and doing all this stuff and the guy was like why weren't you comfortable before i told you to make yourself comfortable uh, i see i see but if you take that into a bigger like someone goes to a job and then you pause and you're like do you like where you're going do you like what's happened do you like that you're going to be spending these and it's like oh no no i'm just going to shut down and do my thing and hope for the best you know till like it's like wow why? Like, why, why would you, it's almost like, why would you do that to your child? Like, yeah. would you do that to someone you care about? Yeah. And yet we, you know, we, we do it to ourselves we often. We do it to ourselves. Yeah. And that's a good way to think about it. Would you do it if, if, if mothers and fathers out there, would you do it to your child? Yes. Uh, would you do it to someone you love? What the heck are you doing to yourself? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. We put ourselves last. And we it's do. so important to, 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 and these moments go, okay, hold on, hold on. Me. How do I feel? Yes. Because ultimately, the irony is that when you're in that purpose, you have so much more capacity to love others even deeper. Yes. Right? So you show up better in this world when you start thinking about yourself. I think that's one of the, the biggest lies we were told along the way. Like, you know, it's, it's selfish to think about yourself. Mm. You know, when it comes to overall health, the little daily habits can make a huge difference. Take flossing, for example. Seems like such a minor thing right? But taking good care of your teeth and gums does way more than just prevent cavities and bad breath. Emerging research shows that it can actually support whole body health and may even prevent cognitive decline as you age. That's wild, right? That's why I'm really excited to tell you about this awesome company called Slate and their game-changing three-in-one electric flosser. It's the only product out there that flosses your teeth, massages your gums, and even scrapes your tongue to remove bacteria to promote fresher breath. I've been using the Slate Flosser for about a month now, and I'm hooked. Unlike regular floss picks that you have to jam into your mouth, this electric flosser does all the work for you with 12,000 sonic vibrations per minute, really cleaning out them gums. The innovative gum sweeps give your gums a gentle massage to increase circulation too. And let's not forget the built-in tongue scraper to help zap bad breath at the source. So to start one of the easiest and healthiest daily habits with the Slate Electric Flosser, Go to slateflosser.com and use the code DRG to get 10% off of your very own flosser. That's 10% off of your easy-to-use Slate Electric Flosser at slateflosser.com slash DRG, S-L-A-T-E-F-L-O-S-S-E-R.com, and the code is DRG. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been open and I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights and these are staples. And, I, and not just me, I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle, staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, 
You don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. It's like, well, I'm sorry, but if I'm not there, how can I, if I don't take care of, you know, this body of mine, if I don't feed myself well, I I can't be of service to anything. Yeah. But somehow I I know a good amount of people that is where the work starts is to start identifying, like, because I work with productivity and I help people identify, you know, what fits in that life and what doesn't. And I remember this woman, we had built basically a, a dashboard that allows her to see her whole life. And she looked at it and she just started crying. Like from the, it wasn't even like a sob. It was just this like tears, just like gently falling down her face. And I was just like, what's going on? And she was, I don't, I don't like my life. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like it's my life. I don't, because that's the other thing. How many people are living lives that seem to make your parents happy when you're a kid. Like if you say, I want to be a doctor, the parent is like, yo, good for that. But if you say, I want to make shoes, you know, and whatever, it's like, that's not, sell. and it's subtle, but the kids know. It's like, oh, I did something that made mommy look like not as happy with me right now. And so we learn to like, oh, what makes her happy? Oh, when I say that, she's happy. All right, well, let's right, go that. Right, 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 right. Because it's a survival thing. It's like as a kid, you these these things that are walking around in your house, like they're... They're feeding me. They're feeding me and they're making sure I have a roof. Like I know in my bones that if I don't please them or do something that, you know, I'm going to be out on my on the street somehow. It's like it's in the, you know, it's, a, it's in the subtle realm, but... I think a lot of people live lives to please someone or someone's story or even worse, someone's imagination of what the story is expected of them. Mm-hmm. Like I work with a good amount of people that when you ask the actual person who they think they're pleasing, the person is like, I don't care. You could go be a painter if you want to. It's like, oh, I've spent my whole life trying to be this other thing, right? It's crazy. Yeah. And, and you touch on this most important thing. It is that. It is the survival mechanism as children yeah. where I, I actually believe that we're really in touch with so much as children. Yeah. And if we allow our children to stay open and be free children, yeah. knowing that they're safe to express how they want to express or do what they want to do yeah. and, and go to the job that they want and go, okay, no, I, you don't have to go out of your way to make up this identity to please me. Yes. I love you. Can I'm, you imagine a world where people imagine. would... So, so that kid grows up to, to be its sole purpose. Yes. It's always feeling that feeling of like, here I am. And, and look, we, maybe we go to schools and we're told to sit down and I got to do this class. And ma- I, I know I can name five classes throughout school that I'm just like, yeah. why am I why? doing this? Why did I spend five minutes doing this? Why, yeah. So, but, but, but I, no. I truly believe that, you know, it's funny. Um, we had these old little like VHS videos, yes. home videos. And last year I got them like, digitalized and and I I actually ended up watching all of them and I haven't watched them since like a long long time we're talking about when I was like seven years old yeah and one of the first videos my dad ever did yes you see me sitting down on the balcony and I'm improv acting yeah there you go and and the thing that brings me most amount of life in in my whole body is improv acting I can go in front of a stage and do a whole play improv off the top of my head. There you have it. My friends are like, hey, Christian, do it, do it. for." So I put on shows for my friends just just for fun. Sign me up, please. Sign me up, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, but, but this, this is what goes back to what I said. I actually believe that so much of our true purpose is coming out as kids. Yes. And then we change it up. Yeah. Or our parents say, hey, no more of that. Yeah. And it becomes muffled. What's your plan B? What's your plan B? Muffled, right? Lawyer, muffled. doctor, yeah. you know, we go to business, accounting, what the world is structured that celebrates. So the parents out there. Yeah. And we got a lot of parents who listen to this show too. Yeah. How do we keep our children in that space? How do we keep them in, in, a, in a place where they feel nourished and open and, and encouraged to be themselves? We do that for ourselves first. Like as parents, we have to, like if I don't live my life out loud and, and, and follow my purpose, how am I going to, everything my kid does that is in that direction, unconsciously, I mean, there's no malicious, but I'm going to be like, eh, eh, like come back to the, like stay on the road that I know. 
right? And so it's not even in the what is the kid exploring, it's in the mentality of you can try what you want. Like, let's see if you like this, this particular instrument or you like this particular paint. Like, let's play together to discover what those things are. But if you haven't done that internal work yourself as a parent, you're not going to let your kid do it. Of course. Right? And, and to me, I even think about it when you say it. Sometimes it can be triggering when a kid yeah. is so free Ooh. and so on purpose and embodied that memory of that part of you that you're not allowing yourself to see is being mirrored by your own child yes. becomes triggering That's and we ouch. take it out on kids. That's And it is, it is not, taking it out is, is a tricky way to say it because I think we're, it just triggers pain. triggers pain. Like I'm so far from my life and this little thing, a kid that came out of me, by the way, is, well, I can say that. You can't right, exactly right, right, say right, that, right. although <laughs> negotiable. But yeah. it's like you see this little person who's already displaying this thing that you know you've buried inside of you. That is like, ouch. Oof. Yeah. That, that, that's probably one of the most pain. And that's the beauty of children too. Yes. Because yes. you're if, able to see if you listen. If hey, you listen. Whoa, I can I can get at the very least go back into play. Yes. Go back into just like yes. oh, I'm a kid too. Like yes. that's and that's a beautiful part. And I, I've actually noticed a lot of my friends softening after children. Yes. Because they came back to their part of their Yes. You own get to child. re you're almost like you get as a parent, you get to redo yeah. the and you you experience the ages. Like I remember when my kid was three, I would have these like say things that my mother would have said to me and be like, oh, like, I heard oh that my. before. I've heard that before. Now I'm saying, I remember one day my kid was um, drumming on pots and it was loud. <laughs> but I had had a great day and I was super happy and I'm there on the floor with her and we're tapping yeah. and we're tapping and we're having a blast. Well, the next day they pull out all the pots out of that cabinet, but I had a shitty day and my head is pounding and I don't want to do it. And now I'm like, what are you doing? La, da, da, da. And I'm like going after, like yesterday you loved it. What's hap What happened? And I think kids are being, if you, if, if one, is not conscious um, as they spend. I mean, parenting should be, it's like the deadly weapon nobody thinks about. Like we need to have a permit to like shoot a gun. I say you have to have a permit to raise children. Like, That's true. Right? It's like you could be raising someone that you, you yank out of themselves so much that they become, they become criminals. They become, you know, people it's that true. are out of their hearts. And I... I just, one day we were walking out of the store and for some reason my kid was obsessed with carrying this one bag of all the bags of the market. And of course it's the bag with the eggs and the milk. And she really wants to carry that bag. And I'm like, you know what? All right, that's fine. Even if she breaks the eggs, you know, no big deal. All right, so off we go. And of course, she's four, whatever. She drops the bag and off goes all of it on the ground. And we did talk about the waste of it. But instantly I went into, okay, this is a moment where I could teach her that making mistakes is okay, that the fact that she took a risk is great, and da 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 da. And I saw myself wanting to go after, I told you not to right. care, blah, 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 like, yeah. you know, in the righteous, whatever. Or, I can, and so I, I remember crouching on the ground and being like, oh, look at how the eggs are mixing with the milk, and look at how cool this river looks like with the yellow in this. And we spent 10 minutes just like yeah. being super creative with this moment, you know? I did have to go back, you know, buy the eggs again, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, it's like my kid is super creative and looks at mistakes as like, you know, an opportunity to do something more. Yeah. And that's the, and it's so interesting to me because a lot of my friends over the past few years have had kids. Yeah. I, we were talking off air. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in the future, sometime, yeah. this is what I'm calling in now. Yeah. Um, but, but I actually think a lot of people shouldn't be having kids right now because they haven't done any inner work. Yes. And it's just the generational trauma is just being passed yes. on and passed on. Yes. We're taking it out on our kids. And we're having these kids who are just growing up contracted and in so much repressed anger and fear. So it's really our responsibility as parents, even if you have a five-year-old, a 10-year-old right now yes. to do that embodiment, like you said, yes. they, they're good. It, you're going to model it. It, it, is, it is us first. Yes. That's a selfish, but, but the most beautiful part. Yeah. Is that. Because you can't fake it. If you're an angry person, I mean, maybe you can cover it up and you can right. posture that I'm fine, you yeah. know, whatever. But especially with your kids that are living in the intimacy of your house. And it's like, you're going to have a gesture. Like I noticed someone earlier, we were driving, we were walking and this guy was like, you know, signaling us to like walk, like he was waiting for us. Yeah. But in a way that was like, you're doing something nice. Like you're telling me to walk, but you're doing it in a way that I feel like you want to... Aggressive walk. Such aggressively, you know. And I was just, I had a moment of like, what's happened to you? Like you, you even in the act of doing something nice, somehow I, all I could feel was your anger and your... Yeah. 
rage, frankly. And so it's, it's like we, since we can't lie, then just go find out what's going on in here, mm-hmm. you know, because it's what's going to come out. It's how you're going to raise. It's how you're going to eat. It's how you're going to cook. Yeah. It's how you're going to interact with someone you don't know, a stranger that you've not met, you know, and how you should be afraid of that. That's like, true. There's lots of messaging, you know, and I loved you talked about, and I heard a lot of the shows, you talk about this generational, mm. you know, the stories that are being passed on. And it has, at some point, you have to make the buck stop with you. You know, you have to do the work. So you break that chain. And particularly maybe as women, I feel like there's even more of a responsibility around this for some reason. But it's like, I feel like my mother just did what her mother did. If anything, she did less. My grandmother was, <laughs> she was a, she shouldn't have had children. Let's just put yeah. it that way. And then she passed it on to my mother who probably shouldn't have had children right. either. Right. But then somehow it gets passed on to me. And I saw, I saw that if I didn't do my inner work, there was no way it wasn't going to get passed on. So at some point, it's like, you know, you maybe do it for them. If you don't do it for you, you know, yeah, do it. Yeah, do, it. do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I'll, I'll be with a client and we'll talk about generational trauma. Yeah. As soon as we talk about their kids, they get sad. They yeah. have tears in their eyes. Yeah. You know? So it's know. funny, like for so many years, you don't want to do it for you. Yeah. At least now, do it for them. Yeah. And they're so inspired. Yes. Because it's that bond that they just want to show up as the best parent. Um I'm loving this conversation because this is so on brand with the things that I love and the things that I really preach to the audience. And I hope you're all listening and and really listening with your heart. Most importantly, does this resonate in your heart? Not your head. Forget about your head. Yeah. Forget about your head. Listen with your heart and see how it feels. Inevitably, if you listen with your heart, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, there's something here. There's something. There's something. There's a little something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but you mentioned uh, something, the word productivity. Yes. And... I know that you help a lot of people become more productive. Now, now this is a little shifting gears because yeah, we're talking about shift, the, shift the body, the spiritual, the purpose, the productivity in many ways. Yeah, like the logic, the brain. Mm-hmm. You know, there's sometimes like I feel like I'm a lot of my purpose, but there's sometimes I'm like, wow, I was not product productive today, mm-hmm. or the next day, or the next yeah. day. What's happening with me? Yeah. Why are we are we not productive because we're not on our purpose? Is that the big thing right now? And, and and for those in our purpose, how do we start becoming more productive? That's really a beautiful way to look at it. I don't know that it's the only element. I do know that when I'm on my purpose, I don't need to think about procrastination or productivity for that matter. Like I don't, it happens just because I'm having fun and I feel like I'm being used, you know, like in my whole, my whole body is engaged and all that. So that I know. I know that when I'm on my purpose, I am productive. The other way around, you could be not productive because... Maybe you don't have a system. Like maybe you don't like people use their heads like it's some sort of a shelving system. Yeah. You know, and then you want to retrieve something, but at the speed at which things are going right now, there's no room in that. I don't care how big your head is. It's like there's no room to like hold all this knowledge and all this next tasks and all yeah. this, you know. So throw in the middle of the purpose, people are barely making it with like what they have to do, you know, to whatever, pay their bills or, you know. So... One of the places I really love to play is start exploring like what gives you energy. Like when you, sometimes I do a task and that gives me a lot of energy. Sometimes I do a task and I'm like, oh my God, I need to go take a nap. And I believe it is, I believe we can actually bend time in relation to that. So if I'm in the middle of, you know, if I'm in the middle of doing something and it is my purpose and I'm still exhausted, there's a good chance. What did I eat last night? How did I sleep? How much TV did I watch? Was it inspiring? You know, like I explore I explore what I've done to possibly get me to a point that's exhausted. So now, as far as productivity, people don't know how to delegate. That's a really big thing, especially as entrepreneurs. It's like we, we, at the beginning, you have to like do it all yourself, and then the company grows maybe, and now you continue to do it yourself because you think nobody else can do it or you're just in the habit of doing it. So learning to look, I often teach people to like, let's start looking at what you did today. Is there anybody else that could have done it that would have taken you say an hour or less to teach them, there's a good chance you shouldn't be doing it, Mm. right? Like what you do probably would take long. Like if you were to say to someone, teach someone how to be a really good podcast, you know, interviewer, that would take you more than an hour. So that you don't delegate. Right. It's like I use that as a measure of like, because because, you know, there's there are reasons why you're really good at what you do. There's lots of things I'm not good at. And yet I was holding on to them because I was raised by someone who's super controlling. You should do it all yourself. Nobody else is going to do it as good as you. 
really? Lots of things I was doing that I, you know, lots of other people are much, Do better. Be- much better. Yeah. So there is that. There is looking at what am I doing that's not a good use of my time? You know, that's a, a really big question. And also managing, like people talk about time management, like it's a thing. There's no time managing. Time is passing. Your time, my time, same minutes. I can't buy any time. I cannot borrow. I cannot sell. It's not a thing that I can manage. It's like weather. If I get outside and it's raining, I can't sit there and be like, oh, would you please be managed and stop? What I do is manage me. If it's pouring rain, maybe I wear a hat or maybe I put different shoes. That's managing me. It has nothing to do with managing the weather or gravity. Like if I walked outside and I was like, gravity, I don't know, manage, you know, you you can't. It's like it's happening and you have to be the one who manages Mm. those forces. And time is like that. And I think people... There's been this kind of like sub-conversation that we're supposed to know how to control time. Yeah. There's no controlling time. There's no controlling time. No, no, absolutely not. What you can do is make sure that you are so aligned with this moment and when you're doing it. Like literally, I do not know if we've been together five minutes or three hours. I have no idea. Because it's like in this moment, there's, there's nothing else that's happening. And it's just, if I was trying to manage time, I'd be like, okay, how many minutes is that we got to land on the right time? right. There's none of that. So, so, so you're saying that our obsession then with the management of, of time yes. really pulls us away from productivity. Yes. Well, yes. But, but then wouldn't someone be like, well, I need to be productive because in two hours I need to do this and then go to the next task in the next two hours. Yeah. yeah. Right? There's that. There's, there's that piece, right? And then there's why did you commit to those things? And, yeah. you know, ahead of time, like I, I believe in um, almost proactive productivity. Like when you say yes to something, you know how people will put something in their calendar? It's in three weeks. Yeah. No big deal. Right. But then it's three weeks later and they look at their calendar and they're like, "Ugh, why Wait, did I say yes I to that? I always do that. That's, that's, we need to talk. That, that, <laughs> I always do that. I go, yeah, I just push it for like a, a I know, month later. but then at some point it's going to be today. I'm like, why am I on this call right now? Exactly. So if people were to take a moment, which is hard to do when you feel like you're already on a treadmill, you know, that's going yeah, yeah. so much faster than you. You're like, oh, someone wants a meeting or I'd put it on. No, like ask yourself, like a friend of mine, Katie Hendricks, she, beautifully, she talks about full body yes. Full body yes. Like before she says yes to something, she's like, is this? Because if it's not a full body yes, it's a hell no. Period. Period. And I mean, you know, when you're older, it's a little easier than when you're younger. And there are things that you need to learn and you need to even know what that is. I used to do full body yes on chocolate cake. <laughs> that ain't exactly a full body right, yes. Right, it's right. more like I just want the chocolate cake yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to learn the distinction, you know, in the sound of what people, you know, my inner people tell me to do. Right, right. Because that's the other thing. It's like at first when you start this work, it's like, oh, I was told to go watch Netflix for six hours. It's like, hmm. Really? Let's go, let's go talk to that. Yeah. You, know, you know, who is that person? And are you so burned out? That really is the only thing you can do right I now. See, yeah. But how did you get to be so burned out? Right. So if you t- if you were to take the tape a little bit like ahead of, of what you're actually doing, what why did you choose this? Why did you say yes to these people? Do you not know how to say no? Like a lot of people, they don't know how to say no. It's a small word. But it's like a lot of people are like, uh, well, blah, 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 blah. And there they are committing to something. It's true. They absolutely have no business it's doing. It's true. It's true. Those boundaries of saying no. Exactly. Big, big, big thing. That's a really big thing because otherwise you are saying yes to things that you really don't want to do. So the fact that they're later in your calendar, it doesn't make a difference. You're going to mm. wake up that morning and you're going to be like, ugh. Yeah. Well, think, like I do that. Like if someone says to me, hey, do you want to meet in blah, blah, three weeks? I'm like, all right. And I close my eyes and I imagine just woke up, look at my calendar. I'm having lunch with this guy. I don't want to have lunch with this guy. Oh, okay. Why you envision would I say, it. That's it. I just imagine the situation. And I mean, if people did only that, I'm pretty sure like 25% of what's on their calendar would not be on their calendar. That's true. That would be my guess. That's true. It, it, and then you're feeling more on purpose because you're like, wow, I'm doing things that I want to do. Yes. You're in that alignment, right? Yes, exactly. It's not just a, such a simple solution. These days, these days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water or kombucha or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. 
Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century-old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha, plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. It's simple, but it's not simple it's because not simple. as children, there's so much that's being done to us where we're not even asked if we should say yes or no. We're being dragged around yeah. to do all these things that often we don't like. I mean, different children have different levels of sensitivity, let's call it. You know, there's more delicate children that you, you need to listen and you need to ask questions and you need, and some others, you can pretty much hang them around. It actually works-ish. Yeah. I mean, those are usually the teenagers that one day they yeah. start like tattooing their forehead yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what happened to you? Yeah, you were like, yeah. still, like super cute kid yesterday. So some kids that are like great kids that turn to be not so easy to or happy, sometimes they're just obedient kids. They're just all along. They were okay and they came along. But then one day they realize they have a little bit of power and man, are they going at it? Are they going at it? It's, right? it's that, that phase. So, so the power of saying no. Yes. Th- this is very powerful. Yes. And it's something, it, it's really, I, I know for those of you out there who struggle with saying no, this has been something that I, for most of my life, I, I, I felt bad saying no. Yeah, you're and, a nice guy. And, and Nice guy, but, but, but you know what it was. You know what it was. It was the repressed anger in me. Yes. Because I wow. didn't want to say no and offend someone because yes. I didn't want them to get angry. It's yes. truly because I couldn't hold their anger because it was mirroring my own anger. That was actually the truth. Oh, say that again, please. Yeah, this is so I, powerful. I, I might have blacked out on that one. But but uh, essentially, it's 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 that. It's it's yes. me saying no. I, if I say no to you, yes. I wouldn't want you to get mad. I wouldn't want to offend yes, you. Yes, exactly. Because in my own distorted view of a no, you'd be like, well... I'm mad at you then because you yes. said no. Why did you say no? You're to not going to do that, yes. right? You're going to be like, oh, okay. Well, maybe yeah. in the future. Yes, exactly. But but that that mirror, the mirroring of that anger or the potentiality of what yes. could be expressed, yes. even if it's disproportionate, yes. is already mirroring something inside of me that does not want to be seen. Exactly. So it really wasn't until I like rage. I had all that rage over mm-hmm. the years come up, really working on this stuff. I'm glad it did. That I can, that I actually, yes, sometimes we'll put three weeks later someone, oh, why am I doing this? But my God, 90% I've been saying no. It feels good yes. to say no. And you know what? No is a complete sentence. That's the other thing. No Come period. to this dinner. No, because blah, 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 blah. like I'm hearing that noise of people, you know, just like giving me an acceptable excuse. No is plenty. No, thank you so much for asking, but no. This this is funny that you say this. This is what I've actually been looking back on my text when someone says something. Yes. I oftentimes will say like a sentence of like, yeah, you know, I've been really up to, up to the brim yes, with this stuff. I'm so busy. Yeah, so I'll uh-huh. just say no, I just can't right now. I've actually, this has been my week. So it's funny yeah. that you say that. No yeah. is a complete sentence. Yes. No. You can actually say no. You can be loving. You know, you can be like, no, this really does not align with what I'm doing today. You can be totally caring, but somehow it's this like fake thing that we've like socially decided that if I say no to you, I'm saying no to you. I'm not saying no to you. I'm saying yes to me. Like, yes, you want me to come build your furniture? No, I'm writing a book. I I need to be home and write my book. But how fun. And it would have been great for us to build furniture together. How fun. But no. You know, the irony is when you keep saying yes, you grow resentment. And then you you still get mad anyway. Oh, my God. And one day you're like, do you want to come build furniture? I'll be like, I don't want to build furniture. I'm so mad at you. And the person is like, you did it last weekend. It's like, yeah, but that was one too many. Exactly. If it's a no, just, you know, make it it a real no. Be authentic with it. And, And then you know what's beautiful? With that is when someone says yes it's a genuine like my friends know 
not no as in N-O. They yeah. know as in K-N-O-W. They know that if I say yes, it's a true yes. It's not a yes that's like, wah, wah, wah. I just didn't know how to say no to you. Yeah, and yeah. it's so much more genuine and so much more joyful yeah. because I want to be there as opposed to I just didn't know how to say no. So there I am. And now the body gets sick because I have to better better excuse. So I better better have something, you know. So true. What a what a management. So That's so much work. This is this is this is an epidemic of us not being able to say no. There's a lot of people playing too nice, yeah, and not putting themselves or their own feelings. So I I would say maybe if someone asks you something and yeah. and you feel it in your body, like yeah, oh that'd be nice, but your body's like no no no, and then your yeah. head's like maybe, but you know last time they showed up for me and this and that, yeah, but your body's like no no no. Drop into the body. Yes. And, and see That's what the body is. That's always the wisdom you. is always there. The wisdom is there. It'll tell you yeah. if you drop in. Then you're going to be like, you know how I know? Because every time I drop in the body and, and then I say no, I always let out a, this oh my God, thank yeah. God. I can't believe I even considered to do that. Yes. I feel so much better. And it, it's like, Duh. Your body's like, thank you for listening. Yes. And there's almost like there's a, I, I look at it as like there's a team inside of me. And like, who shows up? You know, sometimes it's like my critical mother, you know, and I'm like, oh, I see you. I love you. Yeah, I know you don't like that kind of clothes or whatever. Like I'll, I'll address them because I grew up with, you know, but then it's also the cheerleader that's like, well, come on, we can do that. Exactly that. Like, oh, they were there for you last time. It's like, well, maybe, but does that mean, was it a trade? Did I commit? Yeah, right. Did I commit to a trade I don't know about? Right. It's like, no. And often people, honestly, what I started doing this, no, is a full sentence. I started like rising in the quality of my friendships. And my relationships and the work I was doing. Because I, I actually, I think a no is often more, is going to get you to your purpose more than a yes in many ways. Because by saying no to this, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, there was room because I didn't go to that dinner I don't want to go to. Someone called. There was a beautiful conversation. Boom, 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 boom. Because I was aligned. You know, there's, there's something when you live a life of alignment there's like magic that doesn't happen if you keep like banging against the wall. Yeah. Right. The true statement. Yeah. And and you feel it. That the, yes. the, the, the the little ignition is on and you're like, Yes. Oh, I think I, I think that no was a yeah, it was a was a good for me. Yes. It was a it was a yes to my body. Yes. No, no, no. And then like you said, the doors open. Yeah. Cause that thing you do say yes to full body. Yes. Wow, this is a new business partner. This is yes. a new romantic partner. Here's a new friend. Exactly. Quality. Or like you're, you're home saying. that night when you would have been at that dinner and someone shows up and you get to be of service in a way that was right. completely unexpected. And I, I, there, there is a river to life. And some people flow in that river and some people like keep wanting to... A lot of us. Like, you know, swim against it. You know, it's like, us. that's a lot of work. Lot, like, try it, try going down the river, see what that takes you. It, it, this is all beautiful in the, in the sense that it's connecting us to our body. Yeah. It's empowering us with our words. It's connecting us to a really deep, a deep like somatic sensation of when we're with ourselves and yeah. when we're in our truth. Yes. For the people who go, okay... I feel this. And I and I wrote down, I have my whiteboard, I wrote it, or I have my journal, I, I wrote it. it. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. But for now, mm-hmm. I still have to go to this job. Yes. And, and you know, I, 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 I hear you, I, but this job, how do we infuse new life to this job, like that banker? For now, is there, are there things that we can do right now with our lives and our circumstances that really give us that sense of, okay, you know what? The directionality is there. I'm feeling, I'm feeling better than I did yesterday. Yes. Small things. Amazing. Just maybe, I mean, yeah, there are people that want to be bankers, by the way. You and I yeah, are like, sure. oh, I wouldn't want to be a banker. For sure. But, lots but, of the, people. but you're the banker that you met. Yeah. Exactly. So in this case, if someone is not in their purpose, start asking questions like, what actually brings me joy? Oh, this thing brings me joy. Oh, I wonder, do I have a friend who does that job? Maybe I should take them to lunch. Like you could just start like following like this river and maybe there is a friend of a friend who's like, I would have loved to work in the fashion industry, actually. I think I, it's a fun and creative space. So in this case, I may be like, do you think your dad would take a minute and chat with me about this? Yeah. And then we have this moment. And then he's like, you know what? I just got a call yesterday that they're looking for someone, blah, 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 blah. And then you follow that. It's like, I, and maybe that's a spiritual connect that not everybody believes in or has. But I believe that when you dare to go towards what brings you joy, the universe is like, oh, come on, come Come on, on. I've got you. Like, come over here. And it starts giving you evidence if you listen. It's the same thing. Like if your dad says, hey, I have a friend who's actually blah, blah, looking for someone. And you're like, yeah, no, it's not exactly what I wanted. Well, then the universe is like, all right, I guess she's not ready. Mm -hmm. 
and then starts throwing things at me that are not as aligned. True. So it's a partnership. You know, it's like it shows up, you respond. It shows up more, you respond. It's like, that's like everything else. Like if you and I are in a relationship and every time I throw a ball at you, you're like, what ball? What's going on? I don't know. Yeah. Well, how long do you think I'm going to be throwing balls at you? Right. You know, right. at some point the universe is like, I'm done. Love you. But yeah. it's over. Or, yeah. you know, it's over for now. Because Until you can you get always, back on. well, because you can have said, you know, you could have not listened to yourself all these years, but right now you choose to start doing this. We're resilient. It's pretty impressive how resilient we are. The body's going to be like, oh, oh, okay, maybe it's a little traumatized. Maybe it's a little quiet over there. Maybe it's a little shy. It's like, yeah, oh, but you haven't yeah. listened to me all these years, you yeah. know. But very quickly, actually, much more quickly than people think, you're going to start having like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll propose something, and then you're like, all right, all right, all right, let's do this, and then we go, and then all of a sudden. You know, you're in the river. You're in the river, exactly. Yeah. So, and, and I've, there's evidence of that. I know it. I, yeah, you, you've seen it, it I'm sure. Because you, you'll you come to the moment where you're like, damn, there's something at play here yeah. that is bigger than me. Yeah. It's like something's been waiting for me. It's it's sort of like what you're seeking is seeking you. Yes. And, and, it's, and it's if it's the thing that's really seeking you yeah. Yeah. and you sort of just veer just just 10 degrees to, towards it, it there's, a, there's a huge rush of like, yes. whoa, that's synchronicity. Wow, yes. I can't believe that they, that person knew that person and now I have a meeting with this person and now yes. I'm going to be doing this. Which, by the way, sometimes scares people. For sure. Oh my God, I put this thing in thing and now the, it took fire, you know, that, that lets back off. It's all right. You know, you can back off. You probably have backed off in the past. Yeah. You know, that's all right. But just let, let's, it's just like recommit, re, retry, redo it again and again. Yeah. And one day it's going to be like, oof, my life is like, you know, because there is such a thing as like we, we only can take, well, we think we only can take this much happiness. There's a certain size somehow because a teacher said something or a parent said something. In my house, it was like I had an older brother and, you know, he's the boy. He should have like in my culture, you know, girls yeah. be pretty, cook in the kitchen type thing. And so for many years, I was just like, well, I guess I'm just going to, you know. Meanwhile, I'm gaining all this weight because I don't want to be pretty and cook in the kitchen. I want to have a life that's a rich life, you know. And so what happens is we start developing this relationship with ourselves where we feel like we're frauds. We like imposter syndrome a little bit because we're living a life that's not what we know we're meant to be doing. And so how do we actually regain? Like, it's almost like, okay, I do one thing. Oh, it worked. One thing. Oh, it worked. It's like, you, it's like think of it as like a relationship. We, we have a relationship with ourselves. Yeah. People think of it like this vehicle that we're just moving around, you know, like it's a, it's, it's, it's this beautiful, complex machine beast Incredibly. that we have in here. You know, we have to, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and talking about this, beautiful complex beast that has the ability to gain and lose weight you lost 200 pounds yes 200 it's a lot yes How, actually possibly as of yesterday it's exactly 200 exactly 200 yes. that that is that's all that's a whole miracle. that's a whole person and a half that's beautiful Two people yeah so yeah. so what was your secret oh put an s to that word lots of secrets secrets i mean in my case they really i mean 344 pounds is not exactly I eat a little too much. Yeah. There's like a whole psychology to wanting to hide yeah. and wanting to be behind yeah, the sure. castle, you know, um, and protect myself like it would, but it doesn't, of course. So it's a lot of things. And also to lose that much weight, it's not one thing. You know, it's, it's at first I did keto and I did, I mean, it's like all different ways because it's you know, 20 pounds at a time a little bit that you find... Um, what works for you. And I don't have a secret that works for everyone. I have listen to yourself. The closer you are to your feelings, because that's what I did. I would be sad in my house. Being sad might as well be dead. That's oh, like, it yeah. is not. When my, I remember being with me, you were talking about earlier about when your kid is with you and they go through and you get to go through. Yeah. My kid fell and hurt herself and we're with my mother and she's, my kid is crying because she's in pain. And my mother is like, do you want Nutella? Do you want a crepe? Do you want sugar? And I'm like, I've never seen this. It's like, because I was in it myself. So I never saw, but I was like, oh, every time I felt something, you just gave me sugar to basically help me not feel or make you not feel what I'm I feeling. Like probably, we were saying earlier. Yeah. And that was kind of like, oh no, she's just sad. She's just in pain. Can we just let her? Yeah, and be. I, and I, you know, I stood for her. Like I was like enough with the Nutella proposals, like enough. But it, it came out of me seeing that that was not okay. Cause that's the other thing. You grow up in a house where they do what they do. You think that's the norm. And then someone else comes to your house for dinner and you're like, Wow. What the heck is this? Like, why is your, you know, whatever. And you're like, well, I don't know. That's what has happened my whole life. So you have to reown all that thing, you know, and, and, and take it back. 
Mm. I'm realizing I forgot exactly what you asked me. What was your question? 200 pounds. The secrets. 200 pounds. Oh, yeah. Plural. No secrets. Sorry. <laughs> but that's the psychology piece is so powerful. It is so powerful. Because, because to me, that's the driving force. It is. You know, well, it's, it's, you eat is what you eat, right? And, and yeah. the exercise is the, is the, is the other part. But like, more importantly, the psychology yeah. is the association of real emotions being palliated by yeah. sugar. Yeah. And, and, and sweets, that's it. Yeah, there was a piece of work in the process where the psychologist invited me to write what I was feeling every time I would eat, not lunch, you know, whatever, but when I would eat, my, find myself kind of down the jar of something. Like, what am I feeling? And there was, we started identifying that if I was sad and lonely, it would be, you know, gooey, sweet, ice creamy type thing. But if I was angry, it would be like chips and sandwiches and, you know, uh, biting into it, biting into it and, you know, expressing this rage that yeah. I probably, you know, was having mm. as well. And so to learn to be not afraid of these feelings, I would say that's one of the like this, this, this epidemic that we're in, which is feelings are bad, feelings are wrong. And so we pile them up, right? And so now when we're upset, we really are enraged. When if we had been upset 17 upsets ago, yeah. it would have been like a small, yeah. I'm upset, that bugged yeah. me. Okay, done, yeah. right? Or sad. It's like some people, they think that if they start crying, it's never going to stop. It's going to be sure. like three weeks of crying. Yeah. It's not. If you take the time, you know, to, it just makes me actually want to cry just right now just right, like right. to reconnect with this you're allowed to be sad this is it's not easy to be an alive human there's lots of things you know here in this world that are sad and painful and difficult just like let 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 yourself yes you know, feel for sure. those things and it's safe and it's that safety of like okay that's the whole process of being a human right yeah we can't just be the light no we gotta be the darkness too yes. we have to be the full spectrum yes and for me, when you're in that space of unconditional love for yourself, man, then you're really like feeling into, okay, no, this is me. This is yeah. my purpose. I feel where I am. This feels yeah. good because you're allowing your body to be in that safety of expression. Yeah. And um, it's mm. just fascinating. I'm still, I'm still connecting because I work with the emotions. So I'm connecting what you said with the food. It makes so much sense, right? The so much sense. Soft food. It's sort of like, yeah. if you think about ice cream in itself, it's like melting. It's sad. Yes. It's drooping. Yes. Whereas like chips is like, yes, that, it's invigorating. Exactly. Invigorating. It's yeah. a, I even think about you eating hot, fiery chips. You yes. Know? So it's like, yeah, really it's, um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So, but what, I mean, t it's still 200 pounds is nothing less than remarkable. It's, thank it's you. incredible. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Man, we, we, you have the personality where we could shoot the Talk shit for, for another weeks. hour. I no, know, I know, I know. I can tell that. It's, it's, I know, you we, too, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so, so in the interest of time for the viewers yes. and listeners, but we're going to have you back on. Um, where do we find you? Uh, tell us a little bit more about the work that you do. Yeah. Because yeah, you've piqued everyone's interest. Let, let's get the info, the lowdown. It's my name, Sophie Sheesh, which spells C-H-I-C-H-E.com. Mm -hmm. There's lots on there. I think that's the best place to go because okay. from there, there's the usual suspects of the Instagram and the things and you can download things and listen to things and lots of them. And then there's a new podcast called Be Play Love, Be Play Love. which launched uh, two weeks ago. Whoa, and it's really fun. I'd love to have you on the show. Be Play Love. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That, listen, I, I'm about being. Yes. I'm trying to do less. Yes. I'm all about play. Yes. I like that inner child. And my God, love. Come on. Come on. Heart centric. Exactly. We need more men heart centric. I know. So listen, and, and you know, just at least carve out an hour or something for me because yes. I'm like you, we can just shoot yes. the shit. Yes. Oh, we definitely will. Amazing. You and I are going to be talking. Amazing. Outside of here. Thank you. This was like one of my favorite conversations. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you you're, you're a natural, but it flows out of the heart. And I really appreciate and love what you're giving to the world because it's, it's utmost important. Thank the, you. The, the, my God. Imagine a world where people were in their sense of purpose. Yeah. Were allowed to express themselves. Yes. Were in a job where they were productive because it was just so easy for them. Yes. And they're expressing their true yes. soul self. Yes. Letting and then self-love. And the self-love, letting oh. kids be themselves. Yes. And connecting. I want to live in that world. I mean, that's the world. I live in that world. But this is the world that you're I'd creating. I'd like more people to live yeah, in that yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. So this is the world you're creating for others. And I, and I see that. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having we'll me. We'll do another one in the near future. Thank you.